Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Three Piece Nuggets. Just kidding. It's the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie. He's Rowett. He's Mike. How's everybody feeling? Fantastic, man. Ready to talk about some sneakers? Let's get going. I would just like to say, if anybody has had that Grimace shake, let me know if it's worth it. Because the memes are hilarious, but is the shake actually The good? Grimace shake or the Grimace lean? I don't, I don't know which one you're talking about. No, the Grimace memes. So right now, for those of us that may or may not know, I guess the Grimace is celebrating a birthday as he's right to do so. I don't know. And to commemorate such an occasion, McDonald's has released like a purple shake. And God bless Gen Y. They or sorry, Gen Z. If you go on the TikTok, you go on the Instagram, you go on the Vines, I don't know if that's still around, you will see these funny memes of kids drinking the shake and then recreating the best death horror scenes that they've ever seen. Dude, so they turn into zombies and everything. I'm like, what's in this shake? Like, I don't know if it's even good. Like, I almost like want to try it, but I'm like, I don't want to try it. I feel like I have to now, though. You have to buy the entire meal. You can't just get the shake. You got to get the Grimace birthday meal. This whole episode's a meal, though, not a snack. So this is going to be a good listening. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, a crowd favorite, some rockin' and coppin'. Rowett, do you want to start us off? I can start us off. From a rockin' perspective, Kyrie 3's Mama Mentalities. Uh, it's intern season uh, on campus, so sometimes you just have to let these kids know that uh, there was a past before they got there. So this is my reason for doing that. And then as for what I was copying, I was able to actually hit on the Spider-Man ones for the second Spider-Verse movie. And let me tell you, that shoe is definitely spectacular in person, so can't uh, wait to try that on. And I already have a dope Halloween costume, so I was also able to get my baby girl a pair. So look for that in October. I love it. Can you spoil? Can you hit us with some spoilers of what the uh, the Halloween costume is going to be, or now? Sure, uh, I'm. You know what? The more the merrier, because we live in the multiverse. So in theory, there should be many variants. So there is an Indian Spider-Man in Spider-Verse Two, and because I'm an Indian dad, I could be Peter B. Parker, the Indian version. So I'm just going to wear a bathrobe with a Spider-Man shirt, have my daughter wear the Spider-Man mask that I'll have my uh, my mother knit, and yeah, let's go from there. Oh. Very, very much approve of that. Um, you know, for myself, then I've been—I mean, it's kind of Spider-Man looking. No affiliation. I've been—I wore the the red toe question uh, with the nice synthetic suede. Legend has it these bled on the initial runs, so they had to go to the pearl toe. But these bad boys, uh, these get some mileage. I love this shoe. Um, 
And then for Coppin, that damn action Bronson 990 V6 uh, entered lots of raffles, probably not going to hit. But there's a very lovely all purple, uh, what's the, what they're calling it, plum purple 990 V6 that's also really good. Um, so uh, that, that'd be a good consolation prize. So I'm looking to get a comfortable pair of new balances, but hopefully Bronsolinos. I just don't have any faith. But we'll see what happens. Mike, what about you? Yeah, so what I've been rocking has been one of those, I feel like, more obscure shoes. One of my favorites is going to be the LeBron 16 in the Atmos Safari colorway. Just one of the, I think, under the radar that people will love in about, what, 20 years. Um, but copping, got to go back to the, the fam over Reebok because that free agency answer for it is coming out on the 14th of July has my name written all over it. Just trying to collect all those Kobe PEs from Reebok that he had in 2002. So, waiting for it, man. It's just a, just a clean looking shoe. Absolutely lovely. Um, I will say, I really wish they got rid of the little Velcro thing in between the the, the zipper pieces of these uh, these answer fours because, mm. like, the old OGs didn't have it. It's kind of weird, but. I'm actually going to wear my white and red answer fours. I wear them every 4th of July because they're very festive. Uh, but great shoe, though. Um, three very good options. I think Rowett's definitely winning that uh, rocket and Coppin battle with both the wear and the cop. Uh, those are two very impressive sneakers uh, to pull out of the woodwork. Oh, don't don't shake your head, no. Those are two gorgeous shoes. You won. You, yeah, you got Can't that. Don't, no. you went, first of all, you went to the office and said, hey. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, when, yeah. when I win, we win. And when we win, yeah. I kind of win. So, yeah. It's a beautiful win. thing. Um, you know, that got us thinking about, uh, you know, Mike's favorite team. And then where Rowett and I resign up in Portland, two young guns. And the NBA just got drafted last week. They have sneaker deals, too. Um, I also believe uh, the gentleman uh, drafted by the Hornets is also on Nike. But, yeah, Brandon Miller. Brandon but Miller. We're, yep. we're going big guns here. Uh, literally. So Victor Webinyamba signed with Nike. Do you think he's ever going to have a signature shoe? Yes or no? No. Just immediately no. It's still, the the word's out. I mean, it's not going to ever change unless your name is Shaquille O'Neal. Big man aren't selling shoes. It's not going to change now. And I'm still not completely sold on Wimby. Wimby. I can't say his last name. Not going to lie. And uh, I hope the Spurs fail. That's- Please, Mike, don't do this to yourself. Let me be the Tony Kornheiser to your Michael Wilbon. Not only do I think he's going to get it, I think he's going to be the one that breaks the big man curse. Because all I need to say is when he got drafted, as Robbie and I discussed on a previous episode, we had marketing campaigns ready for them. But I can't remember the last time Nike had a campaign ready this quickly for a big man. And I'll tie it back to the last prominent big man that had this level of hype, which was Greg Oden. And at the time, I think we were all smitten with his personality because my man was just goofy in the best imaginable way. Like he felt like he was a character in a Judd Apatow movie to truly give him the time and date stamp that he needs. But Wemby's different. There's a quiet confidence about him. He's very sure of himself, which is unusual, especially given the fact that not only is a number one overall pick, but he's a generational number one overall pick. So I'm going to go the opposite. I think he is going to get a shoe. I would set the bar at two and a half years and I'll take the under because I do think we do need to see a proof of concept, which is what the first year is going to be. But he's going to have at least 
three to five memorable rookie moments, the same way we look at a LeBron, the way we looked at Zion, the same way we look at Ja, maybe not too good of examples. But at the same time, I think the floor is the ceiling for him. And I just can't wait to see it because if there's one person to truly transcend that notion of big men not buying shoes, it's this generational talent who's best been described as the hipster version of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I can get behind that. I think it's going to be a yes only because he's not really a big man. He just happens to be freakishly big. So I think he's going to be relatable to a lot of people in terms of like, I want to shoot threes and dunk. Like everybody wants to shoot threes and dunk. He's just going to be really, really good at doing it. Um, But I'm going to give it a yes. Um, And I'm going to follow up one Victor Wembanyama with a much smaller player, almost a whole over a whole foot shorter. One G League ignites Scoot Henderson, who has an NIL deal, who has had an NIL deal with Puma for a minute. He actually has um, a debut uh, All Pro Nitro Scoot Edition. That's a signature basketball shoe by Puma, racing kind of fast looking shoe for him, but. That's just a little colorway of an all-pro. He has his own Scoot 1 dropping, allegedly, in the next six months. So would you be interested in a Scoot Henderson shoe when it drops or when we see it? I'd be interested because I would like to see what they're going to do with another signature athlete. I mean, I think they've been pretty good so far with uh, Melo. His shoe is beloved seems like amongst us a lot of the younger uh players and and people will be flashy on court the sneaker uh the stewie one is a it doesn't get as much press i feel like but it's a good looking shoe i heard it performs very well so i feel like the trend is going to keep going i mean puma has been taking the time to make their performance shoes actually work and you know be something appealing to you know basketball players out there young basketball players so i would I would have to say this one would be another win for Puma. And um, I'm interested to see what it looks like because I know this particular shoe is a follow-up to the Clyde court. So this like I said, this is just a colorway, but I want to know what they're going to do different to make his stand out and not just be kind of a replication of those. Yeah, and the way we look at big men like Victor Vembanyama, Scoot is the opposite. Like He is tailor-made to have a signature shoe. He's tailor-made to have dunks. He's tailor-made to have handles. He's tailor-made to break your ankles and then do something sick with it. So in that regard, I'm not as worried about him. To Mike's point, the shoe has to look good for me to have consideration, but I think enough of it is there from a Scoot playing profile perspective that he's going to generate interest if we think he is three quarters of the athlete we know him to be. And one other thing is, if we do see Scoot shine, it will primarily be because Damian Lillard has probably left Portland at that point. And I think as a young player, that's probably the best way to not only ball out, but also show out because now you don't have this looming specter hanging over you of, yeah, that's little brother. But when big brother comes, everything goes his way. And that comes down to sneaker deals as well. So interesting to see. I will share the same optimism as my co-host. But one thing to consider is this Damian Lillard component, because nothing against Dame, nothing against Adidas. I just think you are going to be grasping for airtime if they're both on the same team. So it makes sense also to move him in the sneaker uh, I have another, I like to okay. think. Uh, go, go ahead, Mike. No, Mike. No, go for it. So, no, I was going to say we, we spoke about two former, you know, top picks with Zion and Ja, and they were having their own kind of, well, I don't know if you want to issues. One of them have the issues. Other one just seems like he doesn't want to play. Yeah, there we go. Growing Pains is probably Growing the best pains. way to put it. There we go. My more eloquent co host there. Um, I feel like they could possibly be because of their whatever. 
be leaving a void that more relatable player. So if uh, Wimbayama does get a signature shoe, Scoot is getting a signature shoe, it could be leaving a void because are they going, is Nike going to keep, and Jordan Brand going to keep putting money behind people who can't be on the court? They're going to have two younger stars in these other brands, Nike especially with the number one pick, and then Scoot can just kind of sneak in there because we don't know what Kyrie is going to do. I mean, there's been no actual word on if he signed with Anta. Job is, is going to jive, and Zion's like, ooh, something else besides basketball. Can they fill that void and be those stars who actually are basketball driven and get the young players who actually, I guess, want to emulate them in their sneaker? Yeah. I like to think they can. Yes and no. No, because the scoop shoe, um, I think, is going to be from some leaked photos, it's going to be a really good looking inline signature shoe with what they do with the Mellow and Stewie. And I think that's where Puma is really beating everybody else in basketball is just their athlete focused offerings. Nike's either the, the players are getting old or they're too expensive. Adidas, they're either not in shelves or not marketing them or similar to a Nike problem. Puma, they're cheap, they're fun, the athletes are cool, they're good on the court, and they look good. So I like to think that Wembenyama and Scoot in particular, especially with two years of G League Ignite experience, he's a rookie, definitely is, but it's a grown man body. And he, who knows, maybe he could be like, you know, winning time and he is the Magic Johnson to Dame's Kareem. Who knows? It's, uh, weirder things have happened. But uh, in recent years, really young guards have been really good, really quick. One, John Morant, Luca, etc. So we'll see. Yeah, LaMelo. But, uh, so we'll, we'll have to see. But I think it's going to – they could definitely filled, fill a, a Bayou-sized gap left by Zion. <laughs> um, you know, just uh, – Thinking ahead to some sneaker releases before we get into some really big news that we're probably all very excited about. Uh, I just want to talk about some July Reebok drops because there's a there's a Blast Answer 4, which is the Kobe PE Mike was just talking about in his Rockin' and Coppin'. Um, a question mid and a gorgeous pump TZ in a nice Volt colorway. There's been like a blue Volt. There's been a blue TZ. There's been a Volt TZ now. Like an orange one. Neon cherry. Really great looking shoes. Yeah, neon cherry. Um, some really, really good looking pairs. Um, do any of those really catch your eye? I'm going to go with the TZ personally, but uh, anybody interested in some box? That actually, like, you know, typically when you have a pack of shoes, there's always like eh, maybe one or two that you're like, I really want those. This whole pack, when we got the information over, it was like, dang, I can actually wear all of these. Like, they have the the blast and the that Fiesta All Star colorway, which is always a go to when it comes to like summer. That that is always nice. Uh, like I said, the TZ with the like kind of neon yellow. Uh, of course, the Anter, and then you have the, t- uh, the tobacco colored uh, question, which is super nice. It's like a cracked leather toe on it. Beautiful shoe. Like so, all f- four or five of them put me down. I like. I, I, I know it's like, oh, typical Mike, can't pick one, but this whole pack is actually pretty solid. I mean, not only that, we were kind of talking about the strengths of each one of these brands as Robbie kind of gave us this guy to report in the last segment. And I will say this right now, as an independent observer, 
Reebok's biggest asset is their ability to create wearable shoes and not feel any sort of way about it because they're just perfect for consumption. They're perfect to just put on and walk. And that's something that's kind of being lost right now in the art of sneakers is everybody's so interested in collecting that next think piece that they can proudly display in their room but never really take outside to walk. And that's where Reebok is, pardon the pun, zagging a bit because every single one of their shoes I would not feel out of place seeing them. And the other thing is, to Robbie's point and Mike's point, there's just a certain quality that's so deceptive when you think about it because they're not promoting how nice these shoes are outside of the normal means going through the blogs and whatnot. But I will say this, chatting with my two co-hosts, the amount of times I've had a conversation with the both of them and they have been taken back by the purity and beauty of a Reebok shoe in hand, they're leading the league, so to speak, in that. Nike hasn't been able to do that consistently. Adi doesn't seem to be doing that. Puma has its fair share of wins, but nothing seems to be as consistent as Reebok. So I'll pitch that back to you. Is that fair as an independent observer, or is there any other nuance you'd want to go on? I think in the quality game, you're 100% right. I mean, I think it's almost perfect for Reebok to be playing like kind of under-radar game because they're not having to reach this particular like hype threshold they're putting out classics they're giving you things you didn't think you even needed like the bb4002 uh the mid i didn't know i needed that shoe till i got it in hand like holy crap this is a nice sneaker it's like a very uh i guess comparable to a jordan one in the sense of hype probably better quality leather and you're getting it for 80 dollars cheaper so there's so much to say about what they're doing like you said it's something i can throw on look good and not have to worry if uh, a if somebody else is wearing it because typically it's not happening as much as like someone everyone wearing the same Jordan one somewhere or you know take your pick. So I just think they're doing a heck of a job really focusing on the consumer with putting together a better quality product. Same way we're getting a UNC Jordan one and like the seventh different iteration in the past two years. Let UNC die a little bit, Jordan brand. Let let UNC breathe. Um, but those are all really clean. Come on over. Um, no, these are personally, I am, like I said, going with the TZ. They're all copable. Um, what's funny about Mike breaking up the all their Jordan ones feel the same. Nobody's immune, right? I mean, Reebok does drop the same. I'm really excited also about this uh, FOMO is dead pack from Reebok, which is a, a workout, a Club C and a BB 4002. All little pre-distressed. I have become more and more okay with aged and pre-distressed shoes because I'm going to mess them up anyway. Might as well lean all the way in because there's really isn't a point in which I wear one shoe long enough to necessitate to, to where it looks that beat up. Um, so very interested in that pack. Yeah, dude. No, I saw it. So I hadn't seen them until you sent the pictures earlier. And I was like, dang it. Another one of those uh, BB4000 uh, mids. I'm like, I, I, I want to cop that one. Uh, I like the way it looks a little pre-distressed. I'm kind of right in the same boat as you. At first, I was like, okay, it's kind of getting overdone. But I like that if you don't do it too much, you're not getting too crazy where it looks like. It's kind of pre-broken in to give it a wearable look because a little bit of wear, a little bit of creasing always makes a little bit more character. So long as it's not over the top, I'm fine with it. Less is more. And I think if I had to pick a pair from the collection, 
Give me the Club C because I dare I say that might be the most underrated sneaker in the game right now, just because of the fact that it just has a versatility to it. And I've never been one to say, you know what, that Club C colorway didn't work for me. So kudos to Reebok brand, because I think the same way we talk about the Stan Smith or the Samba, I'm here for the Club C. Club C, I can attest, are absolutely out of this world. And I think it's important, even just before this episode, I was doing some Scoot Henderson research and that plays into this Reebok stuff. These shoes that a sneakerheads might dog from Reebok for like, oh, releasing the same colors over and over again. The Scoot stuff, these Reebok questions, these Club C's, these TZ's, this, that, and the thirds are on like Urban Outfitters. And they're popular to like generations of kids that aren't in their like late 20s to, you know, 50s. Right? They're in the earlier part of their lives. And all those shoes... What really brings me back to like the love of sneakers is the fact that there was a point where I didn't know all this stuff. And it's just literally that shoe looks cool and then you learn more. So if somebody sees a tobacco question mid, who gives a fuck if they've released 40 question mids in the past five months? <laughs> but like there's going to be somebody who rolls in to Urban yep. Outfitters looking for a fit that sees a question mid who doesn't know that's Allen Iverson's shoe, who's just going to like think they're going to level up from a Fila disruptor. And they are leveling up, right? Like there's let, let everybody eat. People are going to buy Scoot Henderson Puma shorts and wear them with Nike socks and chucks because they don't care. They like the shorts. They have Scoot's little um, de- uh, obsessed with determination or dry, whatever is uh, de- obsessed with determination, whatever. Maybe what do you two know it? But it's like not everything's for us. Not everything's for somebody who owns 40 Jordan 1s. You know, it's just like these shoes that aren't like hot are exist for a reason and let people let people eat, let people thrive. You just got to remember one thing and it's, it's, um, I try to like always have to remember ourselves, especially because we're so deep into like the sneaker media's life. Sneaker culture started and it should still be about just personalization, uh, being able to show your own character. So we get off our soapbox, but yeah, stop bugging. I mean, I, for one, I admire Reebok's approach of essentially replicating the in and out menu where it's like, we do seven things really well. And that's what we're going to give you one of these seven things. And we can flip them. We can do a lot of different things from a colorway, a material perspective, storytelling, everything that some of these bigger brands, we wish they would do, but they just don't have it because they don't have that same nimbleness that I think Reebok currently does. So kudos to them for leaning in. One, 1,000%. And just to kind of get off that tip, I have felt sexier wearing a pair of those high top BB 4002s than I have in a very long time. And it gives me almost... You know, Jordans give me superpowers. Those Reeboks make me feel like, I don't know, they make me feel like cool, hip, and sexy because, I mean, the memes are out there. Kids nowadays, Gen Xers, don't even know who Michael Jordan is. And that's cool. That's fine. Like, I'm going to, people roll their eyes when I didn't know who, you know, old black and white actor in the 1930X was, right? I mean, times change, things change. But this, yeah, right, dancing in his grave, whatever the fuck the hell he was doing. But um, 
He's, he's in a grave, though, and not everybody <laughs> keeps caring about everybody. But, like, the Kobe stuff, which is going to be our final topic here, obviously I know who Kobe was. Obviously I know I knew the shoes, so it's not completely the same. But, like, Kobe colorways just existing in the wild and Laker hues and all black and all, you know, just what this, that, and the third – was how those shoes were supposed to be consumed. And some shoes are just designed to be for the people. So allegedly, happily, apparently, fingers crossed, right? Uh, on Mamba Day 824, Nike's launching a Kobe line. Like, not Nike basketball Kobe's, but a Kobe line, which I'll let everybody kind of go first with, their, with what their thoughts are on it. But everybody... Mm-hmm. On Earth, not just in America. Ooh, burp talk. Um, and on Earth, Kobe was a global star. Everybody on Earth who wants to have a pair of Kobe's should be able to have a pair of Kobe's. And if Nike is struggling to figure out what the next innovation is, sometimes you just got to say, oh, fuck it. Let's make a lot of Kobe's and sell them things. So, like, I'm going to leave it there. That's my point of view. Sell them. Sell them all. Make nothing rare. Make every single shoe I want four pairs of what the Kobe's every sevens, eights, unreleased ones. God damn it. I don't care. Just give me them all forever. I mean, I'm right there with you. Um, I got excited when we saw that. I was like, all right, cool. That means I can actually go buy a Kobe now and not have to worry about, oh, wait, here's the sneakers app. Just tell me, hey, Mike, not again. Sorry, can't do it. So I don't care. Let, let's get some. Uh, Bombacurials, let's get some uh some chaos, let's get all this stuff back up and running. I'm I'm excited for it. Let's get some, we gotta get the babies, some Kobe's too. We gotta get everybody like everybody laced up and I hope it's just accessible. So I'm hoping that this Kobe 8 that comes out, this Pro Trail, because it's literally the most basic shoe next to the Air Force One. Um hopefully it's that basic because they're releasing a million of them. That you know what? You go buy two if you want. We don't care because we, we've made a gazillion shoes and we want everybody to have them. So I hope that's the first of the floodgates opening where everyone who wants a Kobe can get a Kobe. And I'm just I'm, I'm excited. Like I say, bro, he said, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm right there with them. I'm hoping we can get what we want and like it was back in the day. No, And that's the thing I want to read the room on, so to speak. And we talked a little bit about Nike's lack of innovation. That may be one person's opinion. I don't necessarily share that. But you know what is innovative? Reading the room. What I will say is this. Kobe for me, and I utilize this with people in my life that aren't necessarily basketball fans, but they're musician fans. And I would say Kobe is John Lennon in the sense that he inspires people to pick up a pair of basketball sneakers and go on the court the same way John Lennon used to do that with a guitar. And the great thing about John Lennon was his accessibility. Like, you don't need to necessarily camp out overnight to get a 12-inch or a CD. Hell, with MP3s, you can download that right away. And you are closer to him than the same person you were in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, just maybe a different form of medium. Kobe needs to employ that because the other thing we've been very quick to say about Kobe, especially in his latter years, is the storytelling. And a great storyteller is measured by how many people listen and believe his story. And it has to happen. We have to be able to get those sneakers. And my prediction is this. I think we will get a very exclusive timed release and i think even if i'm reading the tea leaves correctly i'm anticipating that all white kobe 8 to be the center point of that particular collection when it releases on 824 that's fine it's a signal of intent it's a proof of concept i want to stay with that but to my co-host points more is more in this case 
give us all. And you know what? I understand that he is put on a pedestal and maybe rightfully so, but he would want people to have access to him because the one thing I will also say about Kobe, as much as he is a storyteller, he also fancied himself a teacher and he was ready to give knowledge any way he could. Hell, that's why I can't think of another athlete who put as much emphasis on their retro shows to be performance the way Kobe did. Hell, we coined a new term for it called the Protero. So I'm all for it. I don't know what else we can say between the three of us. I'm not even necessarily a Kobe guy, but I just understand the impact that he's had. 100. And it's it's interesting because when he was alive, the shoes were always accessible. Special colorways, shoes that are now like gouged that fade to black, you know, the retirement stuff, and this, that, and the third, right? But they're, really, but they're two sports that really soccer too could be played anywhere on earth and kobe's fan base was that big kobe shoot had production numbers in the trillions because he was so universal basketball you know right like baseball doesn't take a lot basketball takes more than baseball like it's technically who's solved a lot of the problems that climates around the world suffer from, right? China's humidity, um, you know, New York's bad weather in the winter, California's perfectness, whatever it might be, right? But his shoes all served something. And any $80 regularly, things like the Venice Beach, Kobe 8, like that needs to come back. Even though at the time, right, that shoe was probably on sale for... and. It was the most general of releases. But that's the other thing I kind of go back to from the Kobe line perspective. They did as good of a job as we've seen in terms of having tears with the product. To Robbie's point, you had the fade to black pack. You had the prelude pack. Those are upper echelon, high tiered shoes. There went, there was a level of craft and design complexity that warranted the more expensive price tag and the exclusivity. Then you have something like this. This shoe was so ubiquitous in the summer that it came out and it didn't matter where you were in the world. And it spoke well to what Kobe's aesthetic was. He was versatile. This could be not out of place in a soccer pitch. It could be not out of place on a basketball court. It could be not out of pitch on an actual party. That was the brilliance of the Kobe 8 and most of the Kobe line. So let's just come back to that brilliance, if nothing else, Nike. I'll take those two. Uh, I'll take some uh, Yurta Snake uh kobe Ace to come back out just a lot of stuff that was out there like you can and we can beat the same drum over and over again but it's just availability um gosh i can't even just like i really can't even find another point it's just being able to get them like that's the bottom line it doesn't have to be everyone because there's gonna have those special releases so i mean they want to release some of those special things in a more i guess a larger sum great if not that's okay but if i can still walk in and get a dale soul i can walk in and get a concord and white i'm happy about that like let me let me get those basic things that's the ones i had that's the ones i was happy with uh laker colorways things like that just let's bring it back to you know let me, let me hoop in these but also have a pair to go to you know out out in the, out in the streets in you know like virtual signaling like Hey, I have these Mocha Travis ones. I either work at Jordan brand or it's really limited, but then they just want to like sell it at a pre, you know, there's this, they want to hold and be in control of the product. And a lot of that then turns into, I hit the lotto or I paid $1,500 for them. 
like you're you're telling very much a you story with those shoes and i think that's really what kind of sucks about a lot of sneakers i'm not telling a you story when i wear a reebok workout like i'm telling a me stories i chose to put a fit together kobe's are the definition of that like it's about the shoe if you're wearing a kobe's anybody who's a kobe head or a basketball head should be able to say like oh i fucked with kobe or kobe sucked uh, jordan's better or i don't like that that's i'm sick of that i'm sick of like i'm sure some people people literally even i'm sure i like this one more should be able to invoke something other than these shoes were on the for you page of StockX and they cost fifteen hundred dollars like they don't want that they, they want to hold it they, they want that for themselves and when something is scarce you hold on to it and it's been scarce for way too long nike i don't care if you make new kobe shoes that's between people's employers right like they know a stock of Kobe's are somewhere and they won't tell anybody else because, like, they, they don't. You and Vanessa, if there's more models to come, but if you try to play any of this bullshit where it's like, if you took an L on the last Kobe 8 and you entered for this one, you have a better chance. None of that. Like, I don't have time and this stuff that is, that's going to frustrate me. It really is going to be a deciding moment for me and that brand because, you know, I'll, I'll still buy... I've already dealt with the death. I don't have time to deal with, am I going to get a fucking shoe that used to be $80 a decade ago on sneakers or not? Like, I'm done playing those games. And, like, Air Max 97s, because I love Air Max 97s, but I'm going to stop, and I have, for the most part, stop putting effort in because it frustrates me. And if you do this with my favorite dead player, you're corny at that point. So... There has to be a lot of these shoes. And if there's not enough of, of them the first run, Panda dunk that crap. Again. And again Biggest innovation of 2023. Again, How many Panda again. dunks have they made? I feel that if there was a Panda dunk for every actual Panda species, a member of that species, it would no the longer be The Red Panda that's animal. coming out? The Red Panda? <laughs> there's more Panda dunks than Pandas, so... <laughs> Unre- <laughs> Unrelated, but kind of related. It's actually it. fire. Kind of fire. I thought the same thing. I was like, no jokes here. That could be five prelude. Final answer. I'm done talking. Don't make them a whole. Oh, and, and make them make them proper fitting too. half size off again. Like kicking basketball shoes. You know, let's end here with and I'll go first. What's one Kobe model slash colorway? So I'm not going to go with the same pack. And I have one from there. I want to do something a little different. Uh, Mamba Curio 8. Uh, need it. I think Rowan has it. I need to sneak into his house and take it. Uh, <laughs> that's the one I need. Uh, selfishly, I have a pair of the Prelude Fours. I have a pair of the Mambacuro Eights. So I'm going to go off the beaten path with my answer. You know what? Robbie mentioned it earlier. We have a what the seven. We have a what the eight. I think we have a what the nine as well as a what the ten. Why don't you go backwards? Give me a what the four, a what the five, what the six, and complete the circle. Yeah, you need, and I need the Kobe Four uh, Prelude. I need that blue, dark night sixes, dark night fives, Beethoven, the HTM pack. Bring that back, like for the Kobe tens. Give me that green and orange, <laughs> Orange County six, Barcelona six. We never got them, but I'll take them. <laughs> got a lot, got a lot. But all right, listeners, thanks for tuning in. You can find us at Sneaker History. 
Follow me on Sneaker History, of course. Follow me Instagram and Twitter and, I guess, TikTok at MadWatcher789 and YouTube, Mike Guillory. Mike, I need to see your Grimace Shake thing on Twitter. Uh, I do. I feel like I need to do one now because it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rohizi, on Instagram at RoadM13, OnlyFans, Curry in a Hurry. Um, don't know what else there is, but please continue to support us. We like you. We like making contact for you as a listener. And as my co-host dies of giggling for, because of the inappropriate joke I made, we just advise you, like, subscribe, all of our things, all of our platforms, because ultimately we're here to serve you. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.